How the heroic Warforged lived on forever. I was playing a Warforged paladin named Sprocket in a game of 3.5, starting at level 3. The DM decided to use the critical hit deck for fun shenanigans, which is important later. I opt for the party to find me later in session, because I would be running a little late. The party, a shifter wizard, half-elf paladin, half-orc ninja, and tiefling monk, they find a beaten and heavily damaged warforged motionless in the forest, surrounded by a horde of dead goblins. The goblins tried to ambush the warforged and paid the price for it. The paladin investigated the warforged and used disabled device check to see if he can make repairs. There is a hefty penalty for doing the opposite of the skill, but he rolled a nat 20. Cogs and gears spun up inside the warforged. It shuddered violently and oil spurred out of a few minor wounds. Internal components whine as everything sorts itself out. He stared blankly at the paladin, still trying to come to grips with no longer being dead. I'm going to call you Sprocket, the paladin decided. I don't think we need a mobile toaster as a pet, the wizard mumbled. Robotic laughter rumbled out of Sprocket as he pantomimed a full belly laugh. I slipped the DM a note, asking to see if I came equipped with a built-in toaster. Sure, why not? Four perfectly toasted slices of sourdough bread popped into his hands with a ding, which he gladly handed out to the party. Everyone except the wizard laughed and took the bread. He still doesn't trust the Warforged because he's a machine, but the paladin vouched for him because Sprocket is wearing the tabard of his god. The tiefling thinks that Sprocket is amusing because he dispenses both justice and toast, and the ninja is just happy to have someone else to get between the baddies and herself. They find the remaining group of goblins camped out a few more miles into the forest. Most are injured and licking their wounds when the party descends on them. It is bloody and quick. The goblins didn't get a chance to fight back. The party divided the loot the goblins had been hoarding and Sprocket passed on everything. The only thing he needs is his greatsword. The party calls for a rest and Sprocket volunteered to keep watch. Warforged don't need sleep and they need something to stay busy, otherwise they'll go insane. He spent the night organizing the party's belongings and doing maintenance on their armor and weapons, with his craft arms and armor. Everything is sharp, polished, and like new. Some of the party isn't happy that Sprocket went through their belongings when they wake up. He doesn't understand why they are angry with him. You need to ask for permission before handling other people's property, the paladin explained. Understood. With the sun up and the party ready, they continue onward. Unfortunately, the black robes and chanting were a dead giveaway, and so they run into a group of cultists. Why is it okay to hurt these people and take their stuff? Sprocket asked as he swung his greatsword into the soft, fleshy skull of a cultist. These are bad guys that are doing bad things. It is our moral duty to hurt them, the paladin replied. Moral duty, Sprocket said to himself thoughtfully. With the pain and justice dispensed, it was time for another round of toast. The party accepted the toast and proceeded to loot the cultists of their very few worldly possessions. The paladin went from cultist to cultist praying over them. And to take and shelter their souls, he finished. Souls? What are those? Sprocket asked the paladin. A soul is knowing what pain feels like and not wanting to see others hurt. Sprocket thought about that for a second. Do I have a soul? The party went silent. They all looked to the paladin. I believe you do, he answered, resting a hand on Sprocket's shoulder. Sprocket nodded, happy enough with the response. Hey, check this out, the ninja called out, breaking the awkward tension in the room. 
Hidden in a small nook in the back of the chamber is a large chest. The ninja reached out to throw the latch, greed clouding his judgment. Wait, it could be trapped! Sprocket lunged forward, throwing the ninja aside. Stand back, companions! He kicked the latch, splintering the lock, throwing the lid open. He braced himself for the inevitable, but no gas or fire or anything shot out of the broken chest. A glimmering shield peeked out from inside the chest, along with a few trinkets and coins. Oh, never mind, Sprocket said, sheepishly taking the shield out. For you. He handed the shield over to the paladin. The wizard cast Detect Magic on the shield. It is enchanted with an abjuration school aura. They traveled deeper into the dungeon and found a Mind Flayer being menacing and evil. You fools! You audacious, precocious, possibly delicious fools! His tentacles curled and writhed as he spoke. You will regret trespassing here for eternity, as I delve into the tiniest recesses of your mind and... Sprocket swung his greatsword, narrowly missing the chattering Mind Flayer. So, it's like that. The Mind Flayer's words blast into their minds, stunning everyone except Sprocket momentarily. The Mind Flayer opened a shimmering purple portal. A heavy tentacle groped forward from the rent in space, as a tentacle abomination slithered out. Sprocket takes a swing at the tentacles, pulling the grotesque misshapen body. It screamed out in pain as the heavy blade bit deep. A tentacle whipped into Sprocket's side, small hooks tearing apart metal spraying oil across the floor. The Mind Flayer laughed, confident that his pet would finish off the party. Then he stepped through the portal, letting it dissipate behind him. Sprocket dragged himself up off the floor and squared himself up against the tentacled beast. The party had recovered from the mental blast and charged forward. Sprocket took another hit from the creature, oil pouring out in a thick stream from his ruined torso. But he did his job and held the line as the rest of the group attacked. They cleaved, blasted, and cut the creature into calamari. The paladin moved to Sprocket's side and attempted to cast Lay on Hands, but it doesn't work. Only repair damage spells will work, the DM said smugly. The group collectively rolled their eyes and pressed on. They searched the rest of the dungeon, found some loot, and returned to town to get Sprocket fixed up by a mechanic. They rested, ate toast, and celebrated. They heard rumors that a Mind Flayer had set up in ancient ruins nearby. Must be the same Mind Flayer that ran away like a coward. They stocked up on repair damage and cure wound scrolls. Sprocket made toast that they imbued with lay on hands. Healing toast is best toast, Sprocket said happily. The party broke into the Mind Flayer's lair. He's ready for them. Traps are set up throughout the entire dungeon, but the DM keeps forgetting that Sprocket is a warforged. He led the way, triggering most of the traps which are poisonous. Can't poison steel. He took very little damage from a DR trinket the paladin diplomated him into wearing. They take a quick rest, patch themselves up, and enter the final room to see the Mind Flayer sitting in a chair waiting for them. He didn't waste any time with a monologue this time and hit the party with a mind blast. The fleshy people in Sprocket's group grab their heads in agony. Sprocket is unaffected and charges into the chamber. The Mind Flayer won initiative and stunned the wizard. Sprocket used a scroll to remove the stun effect. The wizard cast greater invisibility on the ninja, who snuck forward, separating himself from the group. The paladin hefted his new magic shield and strode forward. The tiefling monk launched forward, unleashing a flurry of blows, scoring a number of hits before the Mind Flayer teleported away, appearing on the other side of the room. He hurled a fireball into the party. Flames washed over Sprocket, the heat causing his internal machinery to hiss and pop. The ninja hurled an exploding shuriken into the Mind Flayer's back, eliciting a pained shout. Sprocket felt a surge of strength run through his body. 
The wizard throws him a wink and finishes casting Bull's strength. With a prayer shouted at the top of his lungs, the paladin smited the Mind Flayer, distracting it long enough for the monk to attack. He used Key to Dimension Door toward the Mind Flayer and unleashed another flurry of blows. The Mind Flayer lashed out, casting Lightning Bolt at the wizard, who takes minimal damage, with Sprocket taking half. Sprocket charged and crits. The DM pulls from the deck of many things. Sprocket's strike slammed the Mind Flayer 60 feet backwards. The Mind Flayer had his back to a large stone pillar. He took D6 damage, for every 10 feet he couldn't travel. Clutching at his mostly broken body, the Mind Flayer began to panic. He teleported away again and cast a wave of crushing psionic energy. The wave swept through the cavern slamming against the party and the cavern's support pillars. Sprocket fell to his knees, too weak to stand. Chunks of the ceiling cascaded down around the party. It's coming down! Get out! The paladin shouted over the chaos and debris. They took cover at the entrance. Where's Sprocket? The wizard realized that Sprocket wasn't with the group. Stay here! The paladin ordered and ran back to Sprocket's side. Don't worry about me. Go. We can't leave you. Sprocket slowly stood up, oil leaking out from every joint and wound. Something inside Sprocket began to burn with furious heat and blinding light. Run. I don't want any of my friends getting hurt, he said with a smile and just a hint of sadness. Being alive means you cherish life itself so much you give your own to save others. The heat inside Sprocket intensified. Light enveloped his body. A wave of calmness swept through him. He knew what this feeling was. With every bolt and bit that made him what he was, this is what actually defined him. His soul. A large slab of the ceiling broke free, crashing against a pillar, snapping it in half. Please, go. The paladin hesitated, but turned from his companion and ran back to the entrance. Sprocket took a staggering step forward, then another, and another. He picked up speed with each step. The Mind Flayer wheezed out a curse and promises of death. Sprocket doesn't hear. He doesn't care. He's already made up his mind. He broke into his sprint, lowered his weapon, and impaled the Mind Flayer against the wall. You talk too much. The explosion ripped through the cavern, incinerating the Mind Flayer and bringing the entire cavern down. The party barely made it out of the ruins as it collapsed around them. Covered in dust, blood, and sadness, they returned to the cavern in search for Sprocket. They found his blown-out core and took it to the Paladin's temple. The High Priest declared Sprocket a saint, and his core was repaired so that others could be forged with his blueprints. All this so that Sprocket's soul would continue to live on forever. I guess Warforged do have souls. What an incredible story with the possibility of creating a Sprocket version 2 in the future. Have you ever had a character discover something profound about themselves? Please let us know and comment below. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel, All Things D&D. Our next video will be posted in three days, so stay tuned for more amazing Dungeons & Dragons content.